Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I want to talk with you today about living your today from a vision of your tomorrow. Three keys to a truly new year. And there on the right, you see um, Yaakov praying over Ephraim and Manasseh. And there's Joseph as well. Here's what I promise in this message. I promise you three keys to craft a more abundant, focused, and satisfying life in this new year. I want to talk about Yaakov's eulogies, past, present, and future. He says he's in his prayer in verse 16 of, of Genesis 48 in, the, in David Stern's translation, he says of Ephraim and Manasseh, he says, may they remember who I am and what I stand for. That's a eulogy of himself, speaking well of himself in the present. That's what eulogy means, eulogeo, speaking well. And likewise, my fathers, Avraham and Yitzchak, who they were and what they stood for, that's speaking well of those in the past. And may they, that is Ephraim and Manasseh, grow into teeming multitudes on the earth, thus speaking well of those in the future. So I want to give you three keys to having an entirely transformed year. First of all, I want to suggest to you that you write a eulogy for yourself as if it was something being delivered at your funeral, mapping your past as seen in the future. How do you want to be spoken of on that day? Write a eulogy in which you speak of your characteristic deeds, your professional niche, what contributions, what, what did you, what was your work life like? Your characteristic relationships, what were your relationships like? Your characteristic beliefs, what was your faith like? How others saw you and how they experienced you. These are the things that someone might cover in giving a eulogy for one of us after we're gone. In other words, people, when they eulogize you, are going to talk about who you were and what you stood for, in the words of Yaakov, our father. So I'm serious when I tell you, as an exercise, a very important exercise, write your own eulogy, the way in which you want to be regarded when others are assessing the impact of your life. Why is your eulogy important? A number of reasons. First of all, in anything we do, to be effective, we need to begin with the end in mind. Uh, Paul talks about this. He says, we're going to all stand before the judgment seat of Messiah. He says, therefore, knowing the fear of Adonai, we persuade men. Because of the end, 
that affects the way we do things now. There was a man named Stanley Davis, Stanley Davis, who wrote a book called um, Future Perfect Thinking. And he talked about before math thinking. Aftermath thinking is where you plan things right now and then as they go badly, you then make adjustments. But before math thinking is that instead you picture that end result, live in it, make it very vivid for yourself and then plan backwards from that future. What would you have to have to have done in order to reach that desired future? So why is the eulogy important? It enables you to do before math thinking, to think of the end and to plan from the end back to the present time, to link what you're doing now with the desired consummation. Also, writing your eulogy, me writing my eulogy, doing an exercise like this is important because we need to either decide what our life is about or default to letting other people and other forces determine what our life is about. Those are the only two decisions, the only two choices. We can only either decide what our life will be or we can just go with the flow and let the flow and often other people's decisions for us decide who we're going to be. Thirdly, everything is created twice, except for God. All that God has to do is say, let there be light and there was light. But for us, we have to first envision something and then we make it. That's the way life is. Everything is created twice. So I'm inviting you to create your life twice in a sense, to envision it, to create that future in your mind, and then to create that future in your life. Everything is created twice. And if we don't go by those rules, uh, let's see, I'm gonna get a little fancy schmancy pointer here if I can find it. There it is. If we don't go by those rules, then we default. We default to other people making a decision about what our life will be about. Now, why is a eulogy the proper thing to do? First of all, we are human beings. We're the only creatures that can think about how we are thinking. We have the advantage of standing outside of ourselves and looking at how we think. Animals don't do that. They just think in whatever way they think, but they don't, they don't introspect. We're creating the image of God. We have a capacity for introspection. So it's proper that we think about the kind of life we should have lived because we have that capacity. Also, we are twice God's creations. We are created like everything else is created, but in the Messiah, we're part of the new creation. And as Paul says in Ephesians chapter two, we are his workmanship created in Messiah Yeshua for good deeds, which God prepared beforehand so we might walk in them. 
we've been created for a purpose. Uh, the Greek word for workmanship is poema. It's a word that's related to the word for poet, po, a poem. We are God's work of art, his poem. We're created for a purpose. So we ought to think, looking back from the end point of our life, how have we aligned our lives with our purpose? So it's proper that we do this eulogy writing. All of this is our first step. Here's the second, the second key. Now write a mission statement, mapping your present in view of your liturgy. In view of your liturgy, write a description of who you are, of who you see yourself being day to day. Describe your, your ideal self in action. In other words, I would begin mine, I'd say something like this. I'd say, uh, I'm a leader in the Messianic Jewish movement. I'm a spiritual entrepreneur who starts new projects that advance the cause of Messiah. Uh, not that, I'm not saying what I will be or what I want to be. I'm describing it in the present. Make a vivid Polaroid present text, present tense picture of yourself in writing. Write a description of who yourself be see yourself being day by day. Describe your ideal self in action. Make it present tense. What you as your ideal self do, how you act, the values you display, your role in life, your purposes. Write this description. Hopefully it will be one paragraph. I wrote something called my, my personal life mandate in the 1980s. It's two pages. It's good, but it's not this. This has got to be something that's um, a little more, more concise, a present tense description of how the ideal Stuart Dahmer, the ideal Richard Hoffman, the ideal Melissa Moskowitz, the ideal Stephen Goldsmith, the ideal Jeff Millinson, the ideal Deb Summers, uh, describe yourself as though you're taking a picture of your present tense ideal self. Step number three, key number three. The first key is write your eulogy looking back from the future to your present. The second key is write your mission statement which describes who you are as your ideal self, how you act, what motivates you now. Finally, alignment. Live out of your future and into your future. Brainstorm specific activities growing out of your mission statement. Now that you've given this picture, okay, brainstorm the various kinds of things you do, you would do on a day-by-day -day basis, the choices you would make on a day-by-day -day basis. Create small chunks, small actions that are part of the big picture. Uh, now, when you brainstorm, don't be very critical. Just dump it all on a page. You can cross things out later on, but brainstorming just lets your creative juices flow. Use your imagination. What kinds of things would you be doing on a day-by-day -day basis, week-by-week -week basis, month-by-month -month basis, year-by-year -year basis? What kinds of things would you be doing to be this kind of person that you envision? 
for each year, for each month, for each week, day, hour even, plan and commit to do specific things, these chunks, aligning yourself with your mission statement. Put it on your calendar. I'm not talking about being theoretical. I'm talking about being as practical as possible. Put it on your calendar. Put on your calendar what you're going to be doing today, tomorrow, this week, this month, that is that are actions that embody this idealized sense of who you most want to be. Why bother? Because people are gonna remember who we were and what we stood for. Because this is the life worth living, a life of intentionality. As one of my mentors once wisely said, don't let life happen to you. Don't just be passive. Live your life, make choices. Like I said, if you don't decide, you're going to default. Third, another reason why we should bother is because as human beings, we can think about the way we think. We have the capacity to do this. And because we are God's workmanship, and we are responsible for how we live. And because if nothing changes, nothing changes. If you and I just go into this year, just hoping it's gonna be a different kind of year than it was last year or the year before, it's not gonna happen. It doesn't happen that way. It happens through choices. It happens through creating things twice through envisioning who you want to be when you grow up. It happens through seeing yourself as being this person day by day, situation by situation, relationship by relationship, moment by moment. And if nothing changes, nothing changes. So what have I shared with you in this message? I told you I was gonna do this and here's what I've done. I shared you three keys to craft a more abundant, focused and satisfying life in the new year. You can do all of this today or tomorrow. You don't have to take a month doing this. You can do it in a day. You can do it in a couple of hours and you can revise it. Decide exactly when you're gonna work on this. You gotta work on your eulogy on your mission statement, the second key, and then a whole bushel basket of the kinds of actions that align your day-by-day, situation-by-situation living with that mission statement, which is concocted in view of your eulogy. Live your today from a vision of your tomorrow. Use the three keys to craft a more abundant, focused, and satisfying life in this new year. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the privilege of being made in your image. Thank you for the privilege of being uh, capable of creating things. We're 
unlike other creatures, we can create things. We can envision things. We can create things twice, first in our minds, and then in our realm of reality. Monkeys, dogs, parakeets, chimpanzees, no one else can do this. Even angels don't do this. So you've created us a little lower than the angels and you've created us in your image that we can envision and then we can implement. I pray that you would help all of us to envision what we should, to imagine what we should, to align ourselves with our best imaginings and that so that with your help, not only in this year, but in whatever years remain to us, we can honor you as your workmanship created in Messiah Yeshua for this kind of living, which you have predetermined that we should walk in. Thank you for the privilege that is ours. And now, please accompany us as we seek to implement the wisdom you've awakened in us. We ask in Yeshua's name. Amen.